Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this month's episode of Good AV, where I share all things innovative and new and interesting and useful and helpful, basically what's good in the audiovisual industry. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about the crossover between AV and IT, and we hear that a lot on the built side, you know, the built-in integrated system environment, but... um, we're facing the same challenges on the event production side and live events and and you know there are quite a few people out there who are are tasked with managing IT networks or bringing in Wi-Fi or you know we're we're really our clients look to us for answers when it comes to technology period so i thought it would be really fun to kind of explore this topic with someone who's incredibly knowledgeable and fun to listen to so um, i have with me this month ashton burnett who is the business development manager for TourTech. um so welcome ashton thank you majori and thank you for being on the show we've had some really fun conversations about um you know what's going on out there in the world of you know, networking and events and how hard it can be to get information. So this, this should be useful for everyone. But um, to, to kick us off, I, as usual, just love to let people know who they're listening to, a little bit about them. So if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about Tour Tech and whatever you'd like to share with us. Sure. Thank you, Majori. My name is Ashton Burnett, and I've worked in live event production and event marketing for almost 10 years now. My background is definitely in experiential marketing for events, um, you know, integrating big companies and consumer brands with an audience. Um, Event marketing and live events in general are really exploding as a way to connect with an audience, you know, we're so surrounded by digital messages all the time. I think that we're really seeing a surge in events and event production as a means of connecting. Um, so I love working in event marketing and I've been working with Tour Tech for about two years now. And I've joined as business development manager uh, very recently this past year. Um, TourTech is based in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we have a warehouse filled with IT networking gear that we deploy uh, nationwide. Um, Interestingly, it's a bit of a combination between event production and IT. So if you look at the gear that we stock, we have, you know, road cases, labels for everything. Everything is ready to go, ready to travel. And so our position is a little unique because our staff as well as our gear arsenal is this combination of powerful networking gear and event production tools. You know, it's ready to roll. It's ready to travel. Um, We keep trailers, uh, branded tour tech trailers that serve as little command centers, mobile command centers, where we can manage very large networks um, on, on a mobile 
basis. Um, I think a lot of listeners would <laughs> definitely appreciate that. And and tell me or tell us a little bit about um, you know the the events that you serve and the clients that you are providing um, these types of services because I'm sure there's a huge range, just like all of us in staging. Um, you know, but just to give us a an idea. Sure. Large scale outdoor events are definitely a strong point for tour tech. We are very happy to work with C3 Presents. We're very happy to work with AEG Live and uh, many other fantastic outdoor event producers nationwide. Um, to give you an idea of kind of the scale, um, TourTech does handle all of the production networking for Lollapalooza, which is one of the larger events that we work on. Um, I'll give a shout out to Firefly Music Festival in Dover, Delaware as well. That's one of the largest um, networks that we manage as well. I'm talking about hundreds of connection points, thousands of users. Um, so large outdoor events are definitely a specialty. We also really love working on product launches. And we were very happy to work with uh, some of the Amazon Kindle Fire product launches. And this is a scenario where connectivity is very, very essential, um, as in a live product demo on the stage. When, when you're actually demoing your consumer device for the first time in front of 300 media members of the press, um, then the connectivity absolutely cannot go down. The stakes are very high. Um, so this is another environment that we excel in. So uh, when you saw the Steve Jobs um, presentation, the way you guys must have been jumping around like, oh my gosh, they need us. <laughs> I did not see that. Was that on one of the recent Apple product launches? Well, it was a while back when he asked everyone in the room to please turn off their devices because they were killing the network. And um, Oh, my. Oh, yes. That's, you know, an example of what we do not want to happen, especially when these are writers for BBC News and, you know, very, very high-profile media outlets. We definitely don't want them turning off their phones. <laughs> <laughs> and especially if people streaming from Periscope and Meerkat and, you know, blabbing and all of these other video, um, you know, like the, the individual user streaming applications that are social streaming, you know, it's, it's yeah. a, I mean, this is like a mission critical element for a live event now, don't you think? Oh, Yes. And I think that it takes a lot of event planners by surprise if if an event producer is working with a team, that team may have applications that they're using for essential functions such as ticketing or point of sale. And it's important that an event producer understand the needs of each team, understand the IT needs of each team and, and the bandwidth needs because applications are accelerating you know the technology um, applications are being developed and released we have new ones all the time and these these applications require Wi-Fi mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think we're seeing a new era and you know for 
thinking about, you know, the, the staging companies we're listening and in production companies, you know, they're tasked with, with having this type of knowledge and expertise and it's really not our background. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, just kind of initially in having this conversation with their clients, you know, what is the key to kind of, you know, making an assessment of bandwidth for kind of the, the average, um, tech company, I, I, for lack of a better word, event tech company. Definitely. So I would say just plan in advance. That would be one of the most important steps to take. Um, because if you plan in advance, this may require conversations with all of your team members. You know, if, if we have teams doing artist hospitality or teams doing managing credit card machines for point of sale locations, all the different teams involved in the event need to come together and let everyone else know what their requirements are. And if you plan in advance, you'll be much better off than if you're taken by surprise and you show up on site and realize that a sponsor is planning to have a video stream from their sponsor booth that can create major issues. Um, Wi-Fi needs to be advanced. It just, it just does. It's another point on the list to make sure uh, that this is planned for in advance. Um, if, if event planners and event producers talk about the Wi-Fi needs and talk about the bandwidth needs early on, you should be fine. Um, discuss the end uses for each team, determine what apps they're using, and most apps have reference manuals and guides where you can see what the bandwidth specs are, what the hardware requirements are. You know, we, some applications may work with an iPad, some may not, etc. Um, just be sure to spec out all of the, you know, technical requirements that each of each event production team is working with. And then also just start making a list of what the end use of the Wi-Fi is. You know, do you have live streaming? Do you have public Wi-Fi? Um, do you have point-of-sale locations, credit card machines, or other cashless payment systems that need to be connected to the Internet? I would suggest just making a list and especially checking in with the sponsors and the point-of-sale locations because those are two big, you know, revenue-generating areas for event planners, and it's really important that those two in particular stay online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you had mentioned that to me before, and it was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, so in my head, you know, thinking mission critical, you've got Steve Jobs on stage, and he's trying to demo his new product. He can't because there's no Wi-Fi. Like, and But then you're also, you know, on the flip side, there's, well, if the point of sale system goes down, no one's making any money. <laughs> that's not going to Yes, yes. Or if the point of sale system is slow, that's another issue. Um, the faster the connection, the more secure the connection, the more revenue will be generated. You know, point of sale, whether it's concessions, beverages, merch, or anything, is definitely a huge revenue generating um, 
part of an event and the faster the connection the the more revenue will come in i mean you can lose hundreds of thousands of dollars in hours by a, a point of sale location going offline you know it's so funny because we're we work with this so and it's always front of mind for us like you didn't ask about wi-fi pricing at a venue or you did and it, it i think still um a lot of my clients are forgetting to budget for the network for the high-speed internet access at, at in many cases you know they just kind of it's incredible how it's so um it's so critical right like we have to have it and yet when it comes to being a line item in a budget it's like anyone's best guess what it's going to cost you know and um so as far as like planning tools go um I was joking with you earlier about, you know, I have a checklist and I talk about spy v spy where it's like the, the planner versus, you know, the attendee or the producer, you know, and then there's the production company that's easy, you know, they're using bandwidth as well these days, yeah. with, you know, all of our digital systems and, you know, it's like all of these different parties, like you said, are, are almost pitted against each other and hungry for bandwidth. Um, how, you know, what kind of tools I have, you know, I created a basic checklist, which is really more for like a conference setting. But, you know, when you get into more complex events, do, are there any tools out there that you currently know of? I know you would say you guys were working on something. Tell me about that. Yes. Well, the bandwidth calculator tool that we're talking about would really apply toward a public Wi-Fi zone. Um, we, when we're talking about estimating bandwidth, it's helpful to separate this question into two categories. How much bandwidth do I need for my production team and how much bandwidth do I need for a public Wi-Fi area? Um, because the two are very different. Production Wi-Fi is kind of easier to get a handle on. You know, you know about how many staff members will need to be online. You know if you have any live streams going on, etc. If it's a public Wi-Fi zone, then it's a little bit more unpredictable. You know, we have to take density and population and type of device into consideration in some cases. When when considering costs for all of these things and trying to determine how much bandwidth you need, the easiest and most effective question to ask when you're planning an event is to consider the venue and to consider the availability of a bandwidth pipe to that location. Um, if there is a fiber connection in, in the venue or anywhere near the venue, then it will be much easier and much more cost efficient to distribute Wi-Fi throughout the event. Events that take place in remote locations, and we, we do work with events that take place in remote locations and still have fiber, but a lot of, in a lot of cases, that's not the case and it's more expensive to bring in a connection via satellite or microwave. Um, I guess if you're considering having a very high-tech event that you know that you need secure powerful bandwidth for, then 
ask the venue in advance what the availability of a fiber connection would be uh, beforehand. Of course, you know, we, we can work magic and get powerful connections to remote locations, but it will help with the cost if this is considered beforehand. And it also helps with cost. Timing is an issue um, because if you plan, even if you need to bring a, a powerful connection into a remote location, if you do it further in advance, it might be more cost efficient. It, it's always more difficult to turn around a really powerful location in a very short amount of time, very powerful connection in a short amount of time. It, that can get more expensive. Um, and, you know, it's funny, I'm just thinking about like my stagers listening, you know, all my staging companies and how, I mean, this is a conversation that they could help out with, right? When they sit down, like, have you thought about your bandwidth needs? Have you thought about your Wi-Fi network? You know, it's a good conversation and you, talk about bringing value to your client and being able to just kind of advise and say, you know, something you should be, you know, you're thinking about your production budget at the same time, you know, don't forget like, you know, to start assessing all of the, the Wi-Fi and bandwidth needs. Um, yeah. You know, and it's amazing just how it's changing and it's just one more piece of technology that we have to have. And it, it, what's also remarkable is, um, you know, how as we increase technology, you know, it's like now everyone has to have a mobile app. Now they have to have this. Now yes. they have to have that. And yet you know, I, I wonder, it's so hard for many of the event organizers to really, you know, they're increasing budget, but what are they getting for that? You know, it's like, it's not like there's an increase in sponsorship at the same time, necessarily. They're just accommodating the sponsors that they have who have increased tech needs. Um, so it, yeah, I think it's sort of an interesting situation. Do you have, I mean, have you seen creative cases where, um, or, you know, ideas where um, clients have been able to either offset costs or they've done something smart to manage bandwidth needs or, um, you know, or, or stories of people who haven't and, you know, something to learn from and mistakes that you've seen made. I mean, there's, it, I think, you know, learning about what other people are doing out there is very useful. Sure. Um, well, as for offsetting costs, we do see a lot of sponsored public Wi-Fi areas, and that is definitely completely legit legitimate. In fact, it is encouraged. Um, sponsored wi public Wi-Fi areas are one of the most effective ways for an event sponsor to gain an impression and gain a meaningful impression from the audience member. Um, there are a million ways that 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 can occur, you know, that you can go about getting a, a sponsored public Wi-Fi area. There are just a million ways to do it. Um, sometimes it could be a big telecom industry that is providing public Wi-Fi to promote their business. Sometimes it could be the, the event itself who is providing free Wi-Fi, but maybe they provide incentives or calls to action via the Wi-Fi network. It is a very powerful marketing tool. And, you know, if, if 
we are looking to produce a public Wi-Fi zone at an event, getting that zone sponsored is a very real option um, and, and a very useful one. Um, and do you, so when you see it sponsored, is it, you know, the most effective use to have like a splash page or... Um, it depends. That was what I was referring to when, when we say calls to action via the public Wi-Fi network. A lot of people are doing splash pages. We're seeing a lot of splash page apps popping up, and it's great. I'm a fan. I think that it is just a matter of finding one that fits your taste. Um, there are a million different marketing apps that you can use to connect with public Wi-Fi and to engage your audience. And of course, I have some favorites, um, but yeah, let's it, hear them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Social sign-in is amazing. Uh, they work with a lot of theaters in New York City, and I think that their uh, that their design is really good. They work with the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City um, providing their public Wi-Fi. Um, I'm sorry, not providing the public Wi-Fi. They provide the splash page, the call to action uh, for the device. When, when you join the public Wi-Fi network with your personal device, um, there's another one called D-Lobby based out of Chicago. Um, and they are very effective at delivering these messages as well. So that is a real option. Um, I will say, though, it, it does make sense whether it's for a marketing purpose or for production purpose for, for the Wi-Fi budget to be included with the production budget as well. I mean, it, it's definitely possible to get sponsorships, but we're finding that it also makes sense to include with the production budget because the return is just incredible to have the secure network to eliminate your ticket fraud, you know, to have your staff organized better and communicating more quickly uh, throughout the event. We find that it's worth it to consider including this in the production budget as well. So if, um, you know, if someone's thinking about so right now, I mean, and I think you and I kind of were talking about this, there aren't very clear-cut tools out there, though, that somebody could just kind of, I mean, I know um, there's a convention industry council, I shared that with you, the, the bandwidth connectivity estimator, and it's, in my experience, and in a lot of my planners, you know, who work with, they do events that are 5,000, 10,000 people, it only goes yeah. to 1,000, and it, you know, it doesn't, it's just not thorough enough in including, you know, like you said, it's just the public Wi-Fi. Yes, I, I see this, this calculator and I agree. I think that this is a, a snapshot of the telecom industry as a whole because think about it. If you're shopping for Wi-Fi for your house or for your mobile phone, there are a million ways that this information is being presented. Sometimes it's presented as you know, one to two users or streaming video, streaming music, are you streaming Netflix? And so this information, the bandwidth requirement is being presented in a lot of different ways. And sometimes the information is meant to make it more simple for the end user. You know, are you going to be doing large file transfers? Then you need this bracket of bandwidth. Well, what's a large file transfer? And so it, 
you know, I think it's AT&T now has different slots, you know, different categories of bandwidth and one says streaming videos, you know, and, you know, Tourtech is, we're not a telecom company, but we're also reacting to the ways that people are perceiving Wi-Fi and the ways that information about the connection is presented. And sometimes it's presented in a way that's meant to make it easier to understand, but that's not always the case. And so it is a great challenge, you know, with Tourtech and the, the telecom industry as a whole is communicating bandwidth needs and, you know, making it as easy as possible for someone to select what category of bandwidth that they need. Yeah. And that's a really good point. And um, just, you know, I, when I'm trying to, to educate people on this is just the idea that, you know, like we, you know, you may like with these very simple calculators, it's like, Oh, will people be accessing social networks? Oh, you only need X amount of it. Well, it used to be, you know, sure. If you're on Facebook, you were just kind of maybe sharing a picture, but now every time you open it up, you're streaming video. You know, I mean, it's like the the massive amounts of data that, you know, even what we consider, quote unquote, basic browsing is, you know, like, and you think about the next generation, when we consider basic browsing, well, that means that I'm browsing YouTube videos, right? Okay. They're not thinking, oh, I'm streaming media. They're thinking, I'm just watching videos, you know, like I'm just on Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> So I think, you know, there's a heavy burden on many of the organizers out there to kind of, you know, figure this out. Exactly. And apps too, you know, each apps have their own set of parameters and, you know, you try to be aware of what apps people are going to be using, but sometimes it's hard to tell. Yes, definitely. Um, well, we are just about out of time, and so, I, you know, is there anything else that you feel people should really know about, or any stories to share, or anything that you wanted to add to the end of the show? No, I think we've covered it very well. Just, you know, think about your Wi-Fi. It's really important. Mm, yeah, absolutely. there's no doubt about that. It's like air, they say, right? It's like air. You, you cannot like live without it. Um, exactly. It's like air, but it doesn't come out of the air. It comes out of a cable in the ground. It doesn't come out of the air yet. <laughs> or through the light bulb. I saw that. Um, great. Well, I certainly will be providing your name and inf contact information as a resource to our listeners. But in the meantime, if they want to hear you right away or get in touch with you right away, what's the best way to do that? Definitely. Um, please check out our website, tourtech.com. And my name is Ashton Burnett and I'm Ashton at tourtech.com. And feel free to reach out. I'm happy to talk about event production and IT anytime. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for your time and thank you everyone for joining us. Um, certainly reach out. Ashton is a wonderful resource um, and there are a lot of questions around this topic. It's, it's definitely um, something we're all wondering about and trying to get more information. So um, thank you everybody and until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful AV life.